Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, I'm Sweeney Murdy at the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Tuesday started off fairly exciting with the late Monday rumors about a Yankees-Mets-Marlins trade, but that quickly fizzled, and Tuesday turned into a day to discuss what might have been interesting but ultimately proved to be just another deal that moved a little and then never made it into the realm of possibility. While the Mets are the ones aggressively pursuing Marlins catcher J.T. Real Muto, there also seems to be enough people out there who believe the Yankees are pursuing him to some degree, too. The Mets needed catcher is obvious while the Yankees have Gary Sanchez. Even that is a little more complicated because of the year Sanchez had in 2018. Pass balls, injuries, lack of hustle, a lot of things put Sanchez under the microscope now and makes people ask the questions about his future as Yankees catcher. For now, the Yankees sound very certain about his ability to play the position and to bounce back in 2019. Let's start with Brian Cashman, who in his Tuesday media briefing made clear how special a player he believes Sanchez to be. It'd be hard not to have a Gary Sanchez as our our catcher. He certainly have gone, you know, he's someone that we're invested in and believe in and and, uh, expect to be a part of this place as we move forward. I, I... I highly doubt that we would be moving Gary Sanchez anywhere. Um, Not moving him in maybe in a trade, but he's going to be your primary catch. Yeah, yeah. that's our plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've certainly had people ask me about Gary Sanchez. I think that was something that I've talked to in the past this offseason, even though, you know, you know, he had the, the left shoulder surgery um, and uh, obviously the, the year that we know he's better than. Um, but fully expect him to be, he's a part of our, we believe part of our solution. Um, there is no problem with him, um, from that perspective. And so he's a big, he's a big difference maker in the fact that when we take the field and and he's in that lineup, there's already a possession there our way because, uh, if it's 90% of the other clubs, uh, do not have that type of caliber player at that position. It's a very difficult position in this game and we have one of the best at that position in this game. So it's, you know, I remember turning the clock back to when we had Jorge Posada. That was something that also was a big advantage our way, you know, at that position because most most clubs don't have an offensive impact catcher like that. They have obviously someone that handles one side of the ball but not both sides of the ball. While the pass balls and wild pitches are obvious areas of concern, Cashman speaks very highly of the other areas where he feels Sanchez excels at and can hopefully continue to improve in the other areas as he completes his rehab from the left shoulder surgery performed after the season. I mean, uh, I think he's an exceptional game caller. Uh, I think he he's, you know, that in terms of running our game plan and, and, uh, and handling our pitching staff, and he's terrific uh, in terms of you know the one area that is blocking pitches with a with a staff that throws you know especially coming out of that bullpen a lot harder than most. That's the only really deficiency. The guy's got a cannon arm. He shuts down the opposing running game. We do have relievers that are slower to the plate, so obviously he's the equalizer on that. So 
to me, the main deficiency in his his game is just blocking, which does show up every now and then. Clearly, we you know it's not something to run and hide from. But in terms of boxes checked about what he does good, it's so overwhelming on the one side of the ledger versus the other side of the ledger. So, I, um, you know, obviously we'll we'll always focus on trying to improve on any areas of deficiency with all of our players, including him. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything different we'll be doing, um, other than the fact that you know he's committed to trying to be the best he can possibly be, and and he's pretty pretty damn good. That's why, you know. Yeah, I think in the summer we're doubling down and tripling down on him, all the words that we're using, and I think it showed and it paid off, and it, you know people saw, you know him, I think coming out of the, the quote unquote abyss between the, you know the muscle pulls that put him on the DL, and I think also the frustration of getting, not necessarily credit for some really impact balls. He had some, you know, I think he was, swinging the bat well, but not getting anything to show for it earlier in the year last year, and that turned into a mind game a little bit. And, he is done with his rehab here in New York, uh, or Tampa, and he has returned back home. Um, he'll finish off now, but he's the, the, the heavy lifting phase of his rehabilitation process uh, with the physical therapist is completed. And I think it was Saturday, that's just past Saturday, he, he left Tampa and returned back to the Dominican and, and uh, obviously finish off the lighter phases of the, the rehab process and he'll come into camp, you know, ready to go and I'm sure just will quote unquote protect them but you know there's no no concerns necessarily with that situation as we move forward. Aaron Boone in his media session here took time to profess his love for Gary Sanchez as well. Those of you that cover me all the time understand that I really love the player. I love the person. Um, obviously this year in a lot of ways was a very tough year. Um, you know, dealing with some injuries offensively, the, the scrutiny that goes on with, with him behind the plate all the time. But I think a lot of the things that I witnessed from him behind the scenes that actually did show up in games, so, you know, um, I think this year is going to be a, a huge year of growth for him. And going through some of the challenges and adversity that he went through, I think is going to make him a better player. Um, he's, you know, spending a lot of time in Tampa this winter. He's, um, you know, already in very good shape. Um, and I feel like he's going to come back and have a really great season for us on both sides of the ball. And, um, and I think a lot of that started to happen towards the end of the year. And frankly, it was happening maybe a little bit in an inconsistent manner, but things we were seeing behind the scenes and even that showed up in the games at times, um, I think we're going to see a great player. As for what Sanchez does well behind the plate, Boone sees that just as much as Cashman does. You know, obviously, I think a lot of times when we talk about Gary, you know, people talk about the pass balls and something that certainly we want to, we want to improve on, we want him to improve on. But sometimes that's one time in the course of a couple of days that, you know, shows up and kind of, I think clouds and takes away 95% of the work he's doing back there that's really good and really efficient um, as far as you know his continued ability as a, as a receiver that I feel like he continues to get better and better at. I think everyone sees and understands what he does to a running game with his ability to throw. Um, and then just you know as we kind of evaluate each and every day, 
um, and to see how he's invested in the game plan and then the ability to go out there and execute it in our judgment. And that's something that, that's frankly a little subjective, you know, is in our judgment, um, something that he was really good at last year. And, and I feel like something that um, he takes pride in and, and, and hopefully an area that he even continues to improve at. Is that simply about knowing hitters and how to execute? Yeah, you know, I think obviously we have, um, you know, a game plan each and every day that, you know, Larry and, and the catchers are intimately involved with and with the starting pitchers and the, um, and yeah, so it's, it's diving into that understanding. I think he has a really good feel of, of, um, opposing hitters. I think he's got a really good sense of that. And, and just, you know, as we kind of, again, as we evaluate kind of each and every night, more often than not, not we're, we came away kind of giving them high marks in that regard. While the Yankees pursue trade opportunities, Cashman ran down the list of players other teams have asked him about this offseason. Other teams asked me to Andahar, Sanchez, Torres, Voigt, Hicks. Um, I've had Ellsbury's name pop up uh, this winter. I've had Batanzas, Green, Holder, um, Sonny Gray. Um, Paxton since we acquired him. Um, <laughs> Gardner, where I had to tell somebody he was 10 and 5. Um, so it's been, you know, Frazier's name's come up. Yeah, they've, no one's asked me about Aaron Judge. Yeah, that's, right. that's true. <laughs> so no one's asked me about Stanton. Cashman said the request on Ellsbury was more what he would call money laundering, meaning a creative way to move bad contracts and salary by both parties. So while plenty of names have come up in discussion, Cashman doesn't see Miguel Andujar as someone he wants to move, though he wouldn't label him untouchable or part of a core he wouldn't necessarily break up. I don't, you know, I don't think I'd put, I'm not trading these guys. I'd, I'd, I'd rather say some are more touchable than others, but Andujar is part of a young nucleus of players that we're excited about and obviously we don't get to 100 wins without I feel like the booster rockets of Andohar and Torres at third and second last year really propelled us uh, in the second half and hit that win column all the way to 100. Those guys had as much impact as some of the bigger names or some of the more prominent names that had already established themselves to various degrees and uh, but those young Bucks came up and excited and, and electrified this roster. So, uh, so they're part of a young nucleus. Um, I, the core stuff, I think this game is um, shown that it's cores. You know, it's just the word gets thrown around. So, do you view Andujar as a third baseman long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. He's not a physically you know, challenged in a way that prevents him from improving, you know, on his defense. Uh, you know, he was someone that we openly demonstrated last year. We felt 2019 would have been his year to start and, and hatch out of the egg, and that's why we acquired Brandon Drury to, to cover us for that year because uh, we thought offensively he was ready to go and defensively needed more maturing at it at such a young age. What's he, 20, off the top of my head, 22, going into 23, something like that? I'm bad with numbers. That's why our payroll's been so high for so long. <laughs> so, but uh, but anyway, I mean that that's something that you know turn the clock back 
you know, we're on record with. And but but just like I remember Robbie Cano back in the day when we had a similar time frame, you know, when the good ones or the great ones coming up come online, you know, they're sometimes they're like, no, 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 I'm ready way sooner than you say I'm ready, or you think I'm going to be ready. I'm going to beat your timeline, and and you know, hell, he might have been rookie of the year if he started the season at third base, you know, instead of Otani. Who knows if if uh, if he doesn't start at AAA and 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 he hits the ground running from day one. I mean, he certainly played great in spring training, uh, at least to put himself in the position to almost earn that position. And uh, but uh, anyway, we're there. We're lucky to have him. And I, uh, so anyway, defensively, defensively, he's not physically like wow, he's out of shape and he should be a you know he's a big bodied guy that doesn't really move well or this that, and the other thing. He's not that guy. So. So all it is is a continued just finishing off on certain things that that will improve his defensive side, and I think that you know Mendy and Booney and and our our group feel those are solvable issues, and, and with time and growth and maturity, you know uh, you'll see you know an improved uh, player at that position, and and it, the bat we don't even have to speak about because it's already exciting what you've seen. The Yankees have two players in Gary Sanchez and Miguel Andujar. They're obviously great offensive forces. Even with Sanchez's massive underperformance in 2018, he isn't that far removed from a 30-home run season, and that's what Cashman is alluding to when he talks about having something in that position that every other team doesn't have. Meanwhile, Andujar's rapid rise up the minor league ladder may have hindered his defensive development, and the Yankees believe, for the moment, that his future is still as a third baseman rather than somewhere else in the diamond. The question remains, if the Yankees follow through on their very public interest in Manny Machado, does that make Andujar expendable and therefore a valuable chip to improve another area like starting pitching? And that's a question that may not get answered that soon. Back with more as things happen here at the Winter Meetings. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.